are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Dolphins fans? Welcome to another episode of Locked On Dolphins. I'm your host, Kyle Kraz, managing editor of USA Today's Dolphins Wire, director of scouting the draftnetwork.com, lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, and not really proud of it uh, today. This afternoon, it's uh, Sunday, immediately after the close of Dolphins Bills, week two of the 2021 regular season. And uh, the Miami Dolphins, you literally could not have crafted a worse outcome for this football game than what we've actually seen transpire uh, in which Tua Tagovailoa and the offense completely overwhelmed in the first two possessions. Tagovailoa gets his clock clean by AJ Epinesa, bruised ribs, leaves after the second possession, does not come back for the rest of the game. X-rays were reportedly negative, uh, but MRI scheduled for Monday. Uh, the Dolphins' defense, I think. You can look at, and aside of some boneheaded penalties, uh, there should be some level of pride for the defense and the way the defense played. Uh, I was encouraged that finally uh, they appeared to have some answers for some of the passing concepts that the Buffalo Bills uh, have put into action. This was not a track meet. It was, it was actually, for a large majority of the game, uh, kind of a grinded-out game, uh, Buffalo putting the final nail in the coffin. Uh, in the fourth quarter, an 11-play, 41-yard drive uh, that went into the end zone on the ground to put the Bills up 28 to nothing. Uh, but yeah, th- this was nightmare fuel for Dolphins fans, and I'm sure you're uh, loading up this podcast, hoping or expecting me to uh, completely blow up. Because last year in Week Two, the Dolphins lost to the Bills, and and you know they let the game get away from them late, and they lost thirty-one to twenty-eight, and they fell to zero and two. And I had one of the most notorious episodes of this show that I have had during my tenure as the host. Um, I'm a mixed bag of emotions, if we're being completely honest. And I think we need to start with every single phase of the Miami Dolphins needs to be better. Offense, defense, special teams, uh, the Dolphins just could not, for the life of them, prevent from making wave after wave of back-breaking mistakes. Jalen Waddell uh, fumbling the punt just before half when they were down 14-0. They, now, they didn't get dinged with that one. They didn't give up any points. But that was an opportunity for Miami to potentially collect points before half. I understand why Brian Flores went for it the times that he went for it based on uh, Buffalo jumping on top of this game early. We had another busted run fit in the opening uh, possession of the game for the Bills that that was a quick and easy seven points. Uh, the offensive line play was just a complete and total joke, to be completely honest. Uh, I don't know what you're looking at at this point that justifies Jesse Davis remaining on the football field. Uh, Left the game about two-thirds of the way through. Liam Eikenberg came in. Uh, Liam Eikenberg needs to play right tackle. You know, Jesse Davis completely busted on the A.J. Epinesa fourth-and-two attempt from Tua Tungvaloa that got Tungvaloa hurt and knocked him out of the game. Um, Robert Hunt, sloppy. Bad hand placement, panicked. He, he had a fumble, or excuse me, he had a hold. He had a false start. Um, Dolphins receivers couldn't catch a cold. Devontae Parker drops a touchdown in the end zone. 
Uh, Jakeem Grant fumbles the ball inside the five-yard line, coughs it up. Uh, Miami comes away empty-handed on another deep possession into the red zone. And as the the game script kind of got away, Miami had to put the foot down and and try and pass the ball. Um, They're just not built and manufactured right now to come back from 21 points down, even if Tua Tagovailoa was on the field, to be completely honest with you. And that was what we said uh, on the crafting a game plan to beat the Bills. It was the script has to go the way that you want it to. And I think that's the shame about this game is you think about defensively the way that Xavier Howard and Byron Jones and Justin Coleman played. And uh, I thought Javon Holland showed out pretty well in his instances, and and they moved him around a little bit. Uh, Jerome Baker, Christian Wilkins, Emmanuel Ogba. These guys had some good fight defensively, but special teams with uh, the muffed punt and offensively with the offensive line protection and the drops. And Buffalo literally, here's here's the crux of the issue, right? Because Buffalo came out and their defensive game plan was FU Miami. We're going to bring an added runner off the edge, and we're going to either trust that your offensive line can't sort out the protection calls because they dropped the inside linebacker, and in some of these instances, the running back stepping up into an interior gap to block somebody who's dropping, and you get a free runner off the edge. And then we're going to play soft zone and sit on your slant route when you come out with the RPO, and you're not going to have anywhere to go with the football. And it worked. And that is, you know, when we're, when we're talking about Miami's offensive construction, and so much of it with Tua especially, uh, but Tua obviously did not play more than two possessions in this game and was sacked a bunch and uh, knocked around. E. Jacoby Brissett, poor guys limping off the field uh, in the fourth quarter of the game. If you're going to run a lot of RPOs, you know, you got to block it like the run and you got to sell run. And what that prevents you from doing is, is queuing guys up uh, and, and effectively blocking the entire defensive surface. And you know if they're going to bring pressure, you got to get the ball out quick. But if they're playing zone and they're literally sitting on what you're running underneath, you're not going to have anywhere to go with the ball. And that's why when we talked on Saturday – one of the things that I said is I'd love a double move of some kind, right? You gotta you gotta get them to loosen up and and get the screws to loosen up a little bit. They're not doing any of that. They're not doing any of that. And, and so what you get is everybody squats on all your stuff underneath. It's how Jacoby Brissett at one point in this game had 31 pass attempts, completed 21 of them, and had 135 yards because everything is nickel and dime and dink and dunk and. Uh, they just did not respect Miami's ability to block up front at all. It's a problem. It needs to be a lot better. And as the saying goes, um, it's when you win, it's not often as good as you think. And when you lose, it's not often as bad as you think. But offensively, uh, it was about as bad as you could possibly draw up in every phase of performance uh, in Week 2 against the Bills. Listen up, Dolphins fans. I got an incredible app for anyone who buys gas. 
You need to know about Get Upside. My listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use promo code TOUCHDOWN and get a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill up. That's up to 50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using Get Upside. Just download the app for free. And save up to 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to $300 a month in cash back, and there's no catch. The cash back gets added right to your account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or e-gift cards such as Amazon or other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get up to 50% off cash back on your first tank. Speaking of tanking, Sure, that's where some of this conversation, and obviously everybody's emotional uh, during the game and the live tweets, and that's it's. I tried to stay away from it today because I knew it would be a bad idea to send live tweets off as uh, Miami gets out to a fourteen to nothing deficit in a game that the mantra is start fast, right? And, and you did anything but. And I know some some fans have. Uh, some ill feedback towards the direction of the team, and, and to which I would say I am not going to sit here and, and advise that Miami make any rash decisions. But this is a wake up in the morning, look yourself in the mirror, and ask yourself some hard questions about what we're doing. Because the entire objective here was to close the gap on the Buffalo Bills. And I don't think any, you know, Josh Allen did not play his best game for Buffalo. The final score, extremely lopsided. The silver lining is, hey, you didn't give up 56, I guess? Is that a silver lining anybody gives a poop about? It's not for me. You know, and this was, the magnitude of this game was... This is your chance to declare yourselves. And all of the Dolphins have declared is we are still a major work in progress. Not a good place to be. Team is still young. I understand that. I'm not going to sit here and preach patience. Me personally, my point of view, uh, I'm not freaking out. But man, has this been an ugly start to the season offensively on the offensive line. And I get I get it. You know, the New England game was kind of a knockdown, drag them out style game. But this game against the Bills uh, was just self-inflicted wound after self-inflicted wound after self-inflicted wound. And all these guys that we had all this ill will towards at the start of the preseason, it's kind of the healthy reminder that Tigers don't change their stripes, right? Preston Williams is still dropping shallow crossers on fourth down. Uh, to cost Miami possession. Jakeem Grant still makes back-breaking mistakes any and every time you give him an opportunity to touch the ball. And I understand from an extenuating circumstances standpoint, yes, um, Will Fuller was supposed to play. We don't know what's going on with Will Fuller and his personal situation. Will Fuller's not going to make up uh, a four or five touchdown discrepancy in the final score. Heck, you can make the argument that Will Fuller, uh, if he's out there, 
what he does best probably wouldn't have even had a chance to have a look because you can't block that long. I would have loved to have seen what it could have looked like if Miami could have gotten some more opportunities to run the ball. We didn't get a single we, we didn't stand a chance. Running the ball never stood a chance in this game when you blink and Buffalo's up 14 to nothing because you you give up you bust in your run fit and then you go for it near midfield down 7 nothing Tua gets blasted knocked out of the game because Jesse Davis can't touch somebody off the edge and then they go right down the field and they put you in a 14 point hole so many different directions this team can go from here so many different directions this conversation right now can go from here but what i will say is this uh, at the end of the day as bad as it was, as frustrating as so much of this was. It's one loss. You're one and one. You got 15 games to play. You can't dwell on it. You got a, a West Coast trip to the Las Vegas Raiders coming up this weekend. Um, it, the Raiders look good, guys. They beat Baltimore. Uh, they have absolutely jumped on top of Pittsburgh. They're creating explosive plays. That's something we you're going to need your best version of yourself to defeat the Raiders. And offensively, I don't know what that's going to look like if we're being completely honest because we don't know what the status of Tua Tagovailoa is. I don't know if the uh, bruised ribs is something that's going to keep him out for an extended period of time. If it is, what does the game plan and install look like with Jacoby Brissett that it wouldn't look like with Tua? Is it more traditional drop-back passing? If that's the case, how do you, you know, how do you block up Max Crosby and Yannick Ngakwe up front? I don't know. I don't have a lot of answers right now. All I know is Jesse Davis can't, can't keep being out there. Jakeem Grant can't keep being out there. Albert Wilson, the guy who, who we were all ready to part ties with at the beginning of January, he looked phenomenal in training camp. He did. Dropped a, a walk-in touchdown. He could have moonwalked in for a touchdown. The play before uh, Jakeem Grant fumbled the football and turned it over inside the five. Tigers don't change stripes, man. I wish I had more encouraging thoughts. Um... And this is an evaluation process that, you know, you can't make any rash decisions off of a single data point. But you now have two data points offensively on what it looks like for Miami. Uh, offensively, defensively, you should be extremely encouraged. I understand Buffalo ended up scoring a lot of points in this game, but there's some fourth down attempts here that set them up on short fields. Um, I, I thought they were able to heat up Josh Allen a decent amount. I thought their coverage looked very sticky with a couple of, you know, the, the, you could see there was some communication issues at the snap when the, the Buffalo went with the bunch sets and, and stack releases. Miami's defense played better than the points they allowed would indicate, in my opinion. But the whole objective here was to show that you've closed the gap. And it's been anything but. It has been anything but that. Let me know if this sounds familiar. You got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows. You're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friends log in for the good stuff. I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment value that you love without the hassle 
and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called DirecTV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports movies and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at DirecTV.com. That's DirecTV.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Dolphins uh, extremely let down by their performance on Sunday, but what will not let you down is Bilt Bar. Bilt Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, and unlike the Dolphins playing the Bills, they'll never leave a bad taste in your mouth. Uh, They're high in protein, high in fiber, low in calories, low in sugar. They have 100% chocolate on all of their bars, 10 different flavors to choose from. So whether you're looking for something to grab and go, a midnight snack, post-workout, meal replacement, keto-friendly, you name it, Bilt Bar can be it. And right now, you can visit BillBar.com. Use promo code LOCK15 to save 15% off your next order. That's BillBar.com, promo code LOCK15 to save 15% off your next order of the world's most delicious protein bar. So we're going to need some some clarity, guys, on what Tua Tagovailoa's situation is uh, I, before we can even begin to establish a baseline of expectation uh, for what the Raiders game is going to look like and potentially beyond. I think it is another concerning layer to all of this that there is the con- there were the pre-existing concerns with Tua coming out of college about durability between he had uh, a thumb issue, uh, he had the two high ankle sprains, he obviously had the hip dislocation, uh, he had the hand injury last year, his rookie year missed a start against the Jets, and that was kind of a freak thing where he hit his hand off the helmet in practice, and I get that, but now uh, durability is has popped up for Tua in year two in the year we were all hoping to see him make such a big jump. So uh, I really don't know what to expect against the Raiders other than offensively the Raiders are going to give you a handful. Derek Carr's cutting it loose down the field. Um, Miami's defense, they have talent to match which with just about anybody and everybody. Obviously, you got to take into account Darren Waller and Eric Rose's ability to match him. Um, but as, as far as week two against the Bills, like I don't even know if I want to watch the all-22 of this game. Well, offensively, there's going to be nothing of value to take away. Clearly, they, they could not figure out the protections. Buffalo blitzed the shit out of them. And the Dolphins just didn't have an answer. And they, there was no value in running the, the football. Without Tua Tagovailoa in the game, we kind of know what Jacoby Brissett is. So I don't know that I'm going to watch this game and evaluate anything at this point in time because I just don't know what you're going to take away in value of a game that you got down 14 to nothing in the coaching. Uh, you start leaving points on the field because you're going for touchdowns to try and climb back into the game. I was surprised Coach Flores didn't take a couple opportunities to try and kick some field goals and try and climb back into the game. I I thought uh, maybe a a little too quick to kind of pull the plug and and start going for touchdowns and leave field goals out there, uh, especially that one possession at the end of the half. Um, But this is a mighty difficult tightrope you got to walk now. Because if you're going to develop young talent, uh, you got to live and die by the growing pains that they're going to provide you. But offensively, what a sorry performance 
against the Bills. And I understand Jacoby Brissett played, but the offensive line in particular, you need to be better. You need to be a lot better. This was, quite frankly, uh, in two of the three phases of the game, an overwhelmingly unacceptable performance for a team that is physically capable of being so much more. And I don't know, maybe it's just the mental spell the Buffalo Bills seem to be able to put the Dolphins in on on any given week. I don't know. I don't know how else to explain it. Uh, But what I will say is Sunday against the Bills sucked in just about every way. We're going to leave it behind us. I'm going to go ahead and tuck this one right there next to 2020 Week 17. As far as I'm concerned, we'll never talk about it on this show ever again. Uh, But unlike the 2020 Week 17 game, we have to discuss this. We have to have conversations. This exposed some significant cracks and flaws in what the Dolphins' identity is based on how they have attempted to construct themselves at this point in time. And until you show the ability to take advantages, take advantage of the counters that teams are throwing at you to overwhelm what you want to do best, you're not going to accomplish anything. You're not going to accomplish anything. And they are going to keep hitting you with it over and over and over and over and over again. You got to block up the blitz. You got to make sure you're you're getting your assignments moved in the right direction up front. And you got to get over top of this coverage. You've got to be willing to take some shots because that's literally all that happened. We sat here and we had all the routes underneath squatted on and there's no room to throw the ball anywhere. This is not sustainable. It's not good. Dolphins need to be better. Well, uh, we'll see what tomorrow brings. Uh, Hang tough. Keep your chins up. Dolphins are 1-1. A lot of this season ahead of us, we need to figure out what's happening at the quarterback position with Tua's health. Um, And hopefully we get good news there. And uh, we can get back on the saddle and leave Sunday against the Bills behind us. Kyle Krabs, Locked On Dolphins. Keep it locked in right here on Locked On Dolphins. Fins up. Uh, Enjoy as best as you can the start of your weeks. And we'll be back with another episode tomorrow to bring you your daily fix of the Miami Dolphins.